I got questions. No, I got questions. No, I got questions. Hi, I'm Kenya. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Bella. And we're therapists, and we're here to answer the questions on your mind. And if you're listening out there, welcome or welcome back to Questions on My Mind. Let's start off with a check-in on a scale from one to 10, one being the worst you've ever felt and 10 being the best you've ever felt. Jasmine, how are you feeling today? Um, I'm not certain. You know, this morning I was feeling very positive. I was able to attend an event that, you know, helped me with practicing self-love and then something occurred that really upset me you know so I would say that I was starting at like an eight nine and right now I'm just kind of feeling like a three right now it's a little bit low what about you Bella yeah um it was really cool to be able to go to that event with you guys this morning um we got to talk to a lot of people that are in our district that work um, in the same or similar fields. Um, and so getting to do that and do that networking with the both of you was a highlight of my day. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's definitely been some things that have happened since then that have brought my day down a little bit, but I would say I'm still at like a six or a seven because um, I'm just really thankful that we got that opportunity. Kenya, how are you feeling? Same as you guys, I was doing really, really good this morning. I was in a great mood and going to that event, it was just very um, positive. And I felt like I was just surrounded with amazing people and just good energy. Um, and then, you know, later in the day, my day got a little shaken up. So it dropped down to like a five, but now it's like starting to go up there. I was able to you know, munch on some crackers. Um, so now I'm at a seven just because something's in my system and I'm not starving anymore. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it sounds like we all need some self-care today. Yes, <laughs> definitely some self-care. <laughs> self-care. But what about you? Take the time to check in with yourself. That way you will have an idea about your needs for the day. We're hoping that if your number is low, that this podcast may help. Speaking of that, let's hear our question for this week. How do I talk to someone about how I feel? All right, y'all. So let's talk about it. It can be hard to, you know, talk to people even when those people are like the people that we trust and we love and we're just trying to figure out how to put things. So, um, you know, how do you guys typically talk to your friends and your family about like how you're feeling, even when those feelings aren't the best? Uh, yeah, feelings can be confusing. I think like something that's important to remember is that we can feel multiple things at the same time, right? Like all three of us yeah. are kind of feeling like really grateful and also just kind of having a rough time. Um, and that happens. Like we, can have so many things that we feel and that can feel confusing like when you're not sure like how to explain yeah. it and so even starting by saying that like 
guys, I don't know how I'm feeling. And I really like, I really don't even know how to put this into words, but I'm just going to like say it. And I hope that you'll listen, you know, and so, <laughs> like, I think that that's like, just being honest is, is a good yeah. way to start the conversation. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. You know, what I can say is, I mean, like I said, you know, during our check-in, I did have something that um happened that really upset me. Um, and, you know, I will, I guess I would agree with Kenya, though, like it really did bring me down to probably a three. I did feel a lot better after talking with you guys. And then I called my mom and I'd have to say that when I was younger, I did talk to my mom about my feelings, but I don't know if, you know, it's, it's very uncomfortable for me when I was younger to talk about my feelings because me and my mom are like kind of one in the same. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm telling her, you know, that I'm feeling sad and like, if I'm telling her that maybe she made me feel sad and then she gets sad, it would make it hard for me to want to tell her that. And mm -hmm. so I'd end up just holding all of that in, which, you know, was not great. <laughs> We're much better now. It's actually, you know, funny. I We actually went to therapy, which is why it's so much better now with us communicating. You know, we really talked about the barriers that are in place, you know, when you want to go to someone. Because when you think about it from a child's perspective, you know, the parent is, you know, a authority figure. They're also someone you're afraid to disappoint you know, you're also someone that you may worry about and you don't want them to worry about you. So you think that it's best to keep it all in. But I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it just feels so much better <laughs> when you have someone that you can go to and talk to and you know that they're supportive. It might take time to build that, but it's definitely worth it, I would say. Yeah. What about you, Kenya? See, I felt everything that Jasmine said because I was like, I'm a bottler, you know, like I tend to keep all of my things like just push down as far as possible. And, you know, sometimes in our field, we have to do that just because in that particular moment, we're, you know, helping someone else. So our feelings, you know, can't be the forefront. Um, so I've just learned how to compartmentalize, but um, like in my adulthood and as like, I'm learning, you know, various things about myself in therapy. I'm learning like ways to kind of express my feelings um, because, you know, in the past, you know, I got to be honest, I would express those feelings in maybe the not, you know, so great way. Like, you know, I would get really angry and my words would not necessarily reflect what I really wanted to get across because it just comes off very like, you know, grr in your face. Um <laughs> But, you know, like for me now, it's like when I do express myself and people are understanding of where I'm coming from and I take the time to like really think about what I want to say before I say it, um, I can actually express my feelings a whole lot, you know, more like in just in a better way. Um, so it's just one learning how to like not bottle and be comfortable with my own feelings because sometimes I'm just uncomfortable with how I'm wow. feeling. And so 
it makes me feel uncomfortable talking to someone else about it because I haven't even accepted like that's how I feel. Like I don't like admitting like, oh, my feelings are hurt or like, oh, that made me sad. Like I can, I can, you know, express those other, you know, feelings pretty well, like happiness and, you know, yeah, you know, gratitude, yeah. all that good stuff. I'm good at that. Like I can do it, but like <laughs> to show like somebody hurt my feelings, like that's really, really hard for me. Um, yeah. So I'm just like learning ways to like get more comfortable with that. Yeah. And like that, I think that highlights like such an important thing is that like when we express those feelings of like sad or like my feelings got hurt or I'm feeling like embarrassed or scared um a lot of times that makes us feel really vulnerable and it's normal like it's normal that that makes yeah. us feel vulnerable but where it becomes a problem is if you are not comfortable and not okay with being vulnerable that a lot of times turns into anger so when you feel like you have a really hard time um, managing your anger and you get so mad and like so frustrated really, really quickly. Um, what I've noticed at least is that a lot of times it's, it's just covering, you know, those feelings that make us feel vulnerable. And so getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is a really big step in all of this. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. You know, anger is, is definitely called the blanket emotion because a lot of times it's another feeling that we're feeling and I think also you know when I think back you know being a kid and working with my clients anger is you know one of those feelings that I guess it's easier for them to identify and makes them feel a little less vulnerable because they're like oh they made me angry when yeah. they did this yeah. You know, they don't want to identify like where that stemmed from, like what happened before they made you angry? Like, what were you feeling before that happened? You know, and right. I think that what I use a lot of times for kids is like books or maybe I'll like role model like what that could look like. I'm like, oh, well, you know, if somebody didn't let me be the line leader, I'd feel really disappointed that I couldn't be the line leader because that's something I'd want to do or I might feel sad that I'm not the line leader you know because a lot of times kids go straight to they made me so angry <laughs> the quickest emotion to feel yeah it's all yeah. their fault that they made me angry <laughs> yeah well, there's like one of those things that we learn from like you know the people around us in our environment and so if people yeah. you know typically show their emotions in that way then we just kind of you know imitate them and then that becomes our way of doing things because we didn't learn something else um and so I know a lot of the times like when kids are expressing themselves like that it's because they learned it from somewhere be it mm -hmm. on a cartoon be it like you know an older sibling or you know just being on the bus because mm -hmm. somebody else in their classroom yeah video games too you know it could be anything and so you know I think it's important that we are all kind of mindful of how we show you know our feelings because we never know who's like watching and who's yeah and you know I know this question you know we're talking to you all of our listeners the kids um that are listening um, I hope that you guys can learn something from this, but also I really want to highlight to parents, um, that's one thing that you can really do is just by normalizing, 
you can feel other feelings. Like it doesn't have to be just happy or mad. You can tell me when you're feeling other things and also just modeling that, like yeah, saying what you're feeling. If, um, you know, if something frustrates you or if something, like if you feel embarrassed, you're allowed to say that out loud. Like we, as adults, like not just parents, but caregivers, teachers, like it's okay to have feelings other than happy or mad. Like we all have them. It's just what yeah. we should you know, and there's so. no bad feelings, you know, because I hear a lot of times kids are saying, well, I don't want to talk about the bad feelings, you know, because being angry is bad. You're not supposed to be angry. You know, anger is a very normal emotion. And I always normalize with my kids that I I feel that emotion. I That's definitely adults. They feel that emotion and it's okay to have many emotions that's going on. It's about what we do, how we respond when we have that emotion. And that's why it's important for kids because, you know, with kids, their brain is still developing and they need help with those skills and they need a safe space to be able to come and be like, you know, my feelings are very big right now and I can't control them and I need somebody to help me, you know, first regulate and then take the time to process those feelings with me, you know, talk about them. Like, why was I so angry? Why did it get so big? And how can I tell when I'm getting angry? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're, we're saying talk, right? But there's other ways that we can communicate with the people that we love um, when we need to talk about our feelings. And I will use myself as an example here and be a little bit vulnerable. Um, I was raised for the majority of my preteen and teenage years by my dad, um, which, you know, came with some really great benefits, but also some really tough challenges. Um, and neither of us are very good at talking, or at least at that time, we're very good at talking about how we were feeling or like what was going on. Um, so there was a lot of clashing that happened until we figured out that uh, what was going on was like, we just didn't have, we didn't have the ability to like clearly take the thought from our brain out our mouth. So we had to figure out something different. And so we would write notes to each other. I'm sure that my dad at home still has a pile of notes that I wrote him when I was a kid, because that was how we communicated. And shout out to you, dad, if you're listening, I hope you do still have my pile and I would love to see it. Um, but yeah, so that's actually something that I um, talk to parents and my students about is that like, if you don't feel comfortable starting the conversation by speaking you can start the conversation by writing like writing is so therapeutic in and of itself um have a journal with the trusted adult that you love and write notes back and forth to each other as a way to start that conversation and get comfortable with it um just to be able to clearly get those thoughts out before you have that like in-person face-to-face conversation which can feel like a lot of pressure and stress yeah, it also gives you time if you're writing it. I I did write notes, but it was only like when I was at probably like a level 10. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I would write uh, a note to my mom instead because then it gives me the time. I can write it down, read it, you know, edit it. Because sometimes when we're angry, 
you know, we say things that we don't mean or we're just speaking out of anger. And if I can look at it and read it, I, it looks different on paper. It does. It sure it does. It looks different. <laughs> I can see it better on paper. But if you can't write, like I know that because um, I'm in an elementary school, so I do have some younger kids who they can't write a note to um, mom or dad or uncle or brother or whoever it may be you know there's also um the hand model that um some therapists utilize where you have your thumb it's over your palm and then your four fingers go over top and this is when your brain is functioning well this is when you can think properly you can process what's happening and then it's called flipping your lid. So the fingers come up and that thumb is exposed. And I would teach my kids that, you know, they couldn't write or they had difficulty verbally communicating with their parents or guardians to use that as a signal to say, you know, I'm not in a good headspace right now to have this conversation with you. I want to talk, but right now I'm not ready. And I don't want to say anything I don't mean because I'm angry. So like having those like cues or symbols that like mm -hmm. those nonverbals. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. I was the kid that like showed how I was feeling all over my body. So like I would physically shake and like my legs would be shaking or I'll be tapping or something or I'll be moving. And like everyone knew how I was feeling because I kind of showed it like outwardly. Um, but I also struggled with like saying what I was feeling so like if someone came up to me and was like what's wrong I'd be like nothing I'm fine right and so I started yeah. writing it out and then there would be some times where you know the things that I would write down on the paper may not be something that I do want to share with someone so I had to like rip it up um and you know destroy it because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings but I still needed to release it so I did release it but I just made sure that I was careful about you know where I shared it but then I learned like music was like my thing. So like if there's something that I'm going through, I listen to music. If like I can't figure out the words to say, I can find a song that will say it for me. Yeah. I'm known for like, here you go, <laughs> listen to this real quick. Um, and you know, it it expresses, you know, what I want to get across. And like my loved ones know, like that's just how I like communicate. Um, so I lean into music a lot because even when like, let's say I'm angry, I don't listen to like angry music when I'm angry, like angry. I have to like, listen to like my party playlist, like something that gets me like, you know, really excited and I'm dancing. Cause then I can dance out my anger. Same thing when I'm sad, yeah. if I listen to something that's going to make me cry, I'm going to be crying for days. So I have to figure <laughs> out, you know, where that fine line is. Cause there's some days where I'm like in a real good mood and then I'll listen to a sad song and then my whole mood is just like sad for the day because I listen to that song. So it's like, you know, finding that balance. But I do definitely agree with you guys that like writing and finding like a creative way to express yeah. your yeah. feelings, just, it's, you know, real positive. Yeah. yeah. I think like Whether one other, one other thought that I had, um, something that I know a lot of kids do and even adults do like, we don't want to tell other people how we're feeling because we worry that we're going to make them worried or we're going to make them scared or like they're going to worry too much about us and we don't want them to worry about us. I'm here to say, 
parents, loved ones, caregivers, they're going to worry about you anyways. So if you just tell them how you're feeling, they're (laughs) going to worry less. So just tell them how you're feeling. (laughs) Would you guys agree with that? Yes, I I I, I would. I would definitely agree. I would know like my mom had this nonverbal like I would go into my room and I would write poetry and they would just see a whole bunch of poetry and know that that would mean like that I'm not in the best space but my mom would go and she would like blast music and the door would be closed and I wouldn't see her and I would be so worried like she hasn't come out like she's still in there she's still listening to music it's getting late it's almost time for me to go to this like is she okay like does she need me to come in there like what am I supposed to do and then you know I just end up staying up anxious about what I'm supposed to do and because I don't know (laughs) so yeah I, I definitely agree I think that that's something like me and my mom like ended up talking about because here I am being a hypocrite because I would go and close my door and be in there writing poetry and wouldn't come out (laughs) eventually like we just had a conversation and was like hey like I noticed this is it possible that you know at the least we could say hey to each other when we come in and then you know at the towards before we're about to go to sleep can we just check in on how we're feeling so that you know you're calmer when you go to sleep because when you have things that are running on your mind your brain will keep you up like (laughs) for you to keep thinking about it over and over and sometimes you have to start small like sometimes if you're not used to talking about how you feel parents or kids or caregivers or anybody like you can start small, just like a check-in, like we do at the beginning of the episode. How are you feeling today on a scale of one to 10? Start there. Um, You know, it it doesn't have to be where you go from not talking about how you feel to these great in-depth conversations about how you're feeling and what you're thinking and what led to you feeling that way. It's okay if it starts small. You can build from there like just naming your emotions or how you're feeling is like a big powerful thing. Like there are times where, you know, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it, but at least I acknowledge it in my head. I'm sad because, you know, this happened angry because this happened or, you know, I'm disappointed because this happened. So just naming it um, takes away a lot of like the fear of talking about it because you've already did the hard part of acknowledging how you're feeling. I also think it's important to take a little bit of time to acknowledge that we understand that sometimes um, we might not feel like we have that safe person to talk to um, in our families or in our homes. So essentially, like, are you talking about like maybe people that may have done something bad to us in the past, like in our families or like around us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we just don't feel safe around a certain person it's okay to honor that right um yeah yeah it's important you know when because like we said you know talking about our feelings that's a vulnerability and it's uncomfortable so it's best that you're talking with someone who provides you with a safe space and you feel safe you know allowing them to have access 
to the knowledge of those feelings because your feelings are very important, you know, and you want to be able to talk to somebody that's going to hear you and they're not going to be judgmental and they're going to validate your feelings because whatever you feel is valid. Yeah. That can be a parent, that can be a soccer coach, that can be an aunt, uncle, grandparent, a teacher, a counselor, a friend. Anybody else that I'm missing? Anyone that you feel safe with. Anyone that you feel safe with. You know, and it can be multiple people. It doesn't have to just be one person or it could be, you know, there were some things that I would go to my dad for, some things I would go to my mom for, some things I would go to a friend or my grandma. You know, it just depends on that rapport that you have. Um, with that person and also knowing like what their expertise is you know not everybody is good with a certain feeling and that doesn't mean that that's wrong or that there's something wrong with them but we all have our strengths and it's okay to be able to recognize that and then identify you know who's going to be in which section when I'm feeling this who do I go to (laughs) yeah I also think it's important that we highlight um some numbers that you can call or text in case you feel like there isn't a trusted adult or individual around that you can talk to when you're needing some support. You can call or text the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline 24-7 at the number 988. You can also text HOME to 741-741 to talk to a volunteer crisis counselor 24-7. Additionally, if you or a loved one are facing a mental health emergency, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency room to get support. We want everyone to know that you are loved and supported. Your life matters and your safety is our number one priority. We challenge. This week, we challenge you to check in with a loved one or a trusted adult about how you're feeling. Just as we advocate for you all to take some time for yourselves, we are going to take the next few weeks to focus on our families and our loved ones. So we will see you back here after our break. Look out for our next episode on January 16th. We'll see you next year. We've answered your questions, but we know you have more. Click the link in the episode description to ask any questions on your mind, and we'll see you back here next time. Please note, that we are not providing you with clinical advice and it's important for you to reach out to your primary care doctor or your school counselor if you're interested in receiving therapeutic services. Be safe. Take care. And make good choices. Bye. Bye.